Hi, and welcome to Girls on Fire, the podcast. Girls on Fire, the podcast, is a celebration of our girls, our community and our school. I'm Kate Barrell and I'm the pre-primary teacher here at MLC. And I'm Helen Beaton and I'm the coordinator of Junior's Music and I teach the pre-primaries. And my name's Joanna Fellow-Smith and I'm the visual arts specialist working with pre-primary to year six. Welcome everybody. Nice to be here. (laughs) What inspires you as an educator? I totally love what I do. I really, really enjoy being creative and watching the girls unfold and get the big high that I feel and I see them being really happy and content and engaged and engrossed in what they do. It's just, I love that, very passionate. And for me, it's about um, love of acquisition. So I enjoy teaching all year levels, but I particularly love that acquisition stage where I am teaching them something that they did not know before um, and watching them go from not knowing to knowing and, and sharing that with them. But also with um, children of this age, the pure joy that they have in music and just being able to um, have fun with them and share that, that love and that joy of music is, is like nothing else. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I love about it. So I sound very similar then <laughs> to you both because for me it's, it's kind of a privilege. I feel like it's a privilege to be a part of the journey with these girls in pre-primary from the start. It's like this is the foundation. They are laying the groundwork for all the skills that they're going to need beyond to be successful in year one and year two and beyond, beyond. But it's like you said, the excitement when they are encountering something that's brand new and they are so motivated and then that becomes this contagious sort of vibe that I sort of get really swept away with their motivation and so it's just this really nice sort of back and forth Um, but I'm also inspired by you know like my own experiences as a student with amazing educators in my schooling um, and just learning from them and things that I remember loving at school that I hope that the girls love with me as well. And just to build on that, for me in this school to have kindergarten and pre-primary students is a real privilege because most schools don't offer specialist um, lessons to their pre-primary and kindergarten students so to be able to get those little sponges when they just are absorbing and absorbing and absorbing and be able to fill them with with knowledge and understanding and the joy of and the love of music before they've even hit standard schooling where where kids in other schools would not just have the opportunity to do that is so valuable because they do they can just learn so much they and they are real sponges in pre-primary particularly so I really appreciate that opportunity here. And on that sort of specialist side, what are some unique experiences that our MLC girls have, particularly the pre-primaries? In terms of music, just being able to experience classroom music and and learn from a music specialist, um, but also because our instrumental program runs hand in hand with our classroom program, Um, Many of them are learning a musical instrument as well, so I'm able to tie what they're learning on their instrument in with what we're doing in class and and work hand-in-hand with those instrumental teachers. So it's a real team effort of of music learning, so it becomes much more 
um, meaningful and impactful when they've got the instrumental side and the classroom side of things and to be able to have an amazing team of instrumental teachers that work with me to provide that uh, experience for the girls is something that is not you know many schools don't have the opportunity to do that and many kids don't have the opportunity to do that they might be learning a musical instrument outside of school um, and they might have music lessons at school but to be able to have the two working together is a really valuable experience well the little chickadees come across (laughs) with a great lot of flurry of excitement into the creative space and just walking through the school I think and that enables them to get all these links in these visual links in their mind and being in that space and seeing all the girls the older girls artworks around and we've been delving into clay and having a full kiln operating kiln room is a very special and unique and memorable experience the girls will really remember that and they love the sensory texture of what they're using and um we we do quite complex long-term deep learning projects so what they create and produce is way beyond the little inquiry that they make at the beginning when I give them a lump of clay and say hey what can you make with this show me and then we go off on this journey and they learn multiple skills all at the same time and um, and they will revisit that material again and again and again throughout their primary school experience as well as other mediums so we've got this beautiful layering of experience that occurs and starts really early and I I just see them they love it they just love it and I get great big hugs in the playground when I'm on duty because they've just been squeezing clay a couple of hours ago they love it and they really do they <laughs> love they love the specialist teachers you know when, when I'm walking across the yard it's Mrs Baton, Mrs Baton from the other you know from the other side of the playground and that's as a teacher you know that can make my day that those, those little things and that's because they are engaging so much in in what we're doing um and they they love being there and they they love they really enjoy doing it and that transfers to us so there's this awesome cycle of 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 joy and enjoyment in in what we're doing but as well to add to that from the classroom teacher point of view it's really great to have like a team sort of collaboration there because I get to learn things from Jo about what she's seeing the girls doing from a creative point of view and also thinking about like their fine motor development and things that she's observing that then we can connect with and say oh you know those those match my observations in the classroom and the same in music so if there's girls who are working on um, music patterning and things like that and oh that's sort of similar to what I'm seeing in them in their maths so it's a really nice way of us sort of seeing that whole child point of view because we can all connect in and talk about the girls because we get to know them so well. Mm. And on that, how do you think these sort of experiences benefit their development? Oh, I think because we look at it from that whole child point of view, um, so we don't really see it as like silo skill development because we know that the work that, that I'm seeing them doing in class again, it's transferable across all of the specialist subjects. So I think that that's where MLC gives that 
maybe a bit of an advantage because we're able to all be on the same page with that student at that time. We know what their strengths are, but we know what their little gaps or areas of weakness are so we can just build them up. And there's that wonderful joy and wonder that they are. Um, it's, it's almost like an explosion for them and that we get to share that and we talk about it between each other and pass on little um, observations and any concerns get signed out from a there's a, a multi-team approach to it and being able to um, do some cross-curricular links as well is really nice when the pre-primary girls come in and we're learning some songs in Noongar and they're able I put some art up to go along with the music and they're able to say oh we've seen that art we've done it in 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 art and they can tell me um, things about it and I'm able to carry those conversations across the different subject areas and link them in and that's really nice too. That's that's actually a really good example because as well as you know the work that they've been learning in music and looking at language um, and then in art as well and their skills and then going down to the river and they're talking about the dreaming story and the woggle and that whole thing like that's a really good example of a very cohesive sort of approach but it's nice when you hear the girls making those links in classes other than your own because you think oh Yes, <laughs> they were listening. That's, that's awesome. That's right, and and we as specialists do get the chance to dive deeper into those things than than you might, might otherwise have a chance to do. Um, and that, as as Joe said, it means that we can actually really delve into the tasks and into the learning and extend them in all sorts of different ways. Mm. And what are some of your sort of hopes for the students in your class? Oh, I think you know. I think that. When, when they start in pre-primary and their level of motivation, that is something that I just hope that they maintain that because if they, as learners, can, you know, go on as they start, you know, um, continue as, as you go on, that would be an amazing outcome for all the girls because if they can remain this high level of interest, enthusiasm and motivation, then sky's the limit. That's, you know, because they are so charged they're like they can't get enough they you know they start to read and you start to see all of those really magical connections happening and then they're able to write and they're like whoa when are we going to write next and I hope that that's that sense of um yeah just real motivation for everything they do for me it's about um building a really broad foundation because if you're building up from a from a small foundation you can potentially go very high but you're going to have a skinny wobbly building but we are able to give them such a broad range of experience and a broad foundation for them to build on um, to build a really solid education building um, that I really hope that they they're all able then to build to build on that but for, for us is giving them that really good starting point, that springboard, so, so that the sky's the limit and they can, go, they can go anywhere. And I think I would hope that they would be able to find a, a space and place within themselves where they know how to come back to their own happiness. So I talk quite a lot about, you know, having that burning ember of excitement and passion and then being able to have enough self-regulation and calm peacefulness on the exterior that you can be really productive and creative and driven and is the pre-primaries they don't they don't need a lot of 
you know, how to build your fire because it's there. Yeah. And we just have these lovely times of trying to get into that flow and that zone of happiness and being creative and productive and joyful. And, and we get there repeatedly and that's what I would hope that they would keep that. Yeah, to, ma- to, maintain, to maintain the love, the love of learning and to, and to be able to um, maintain joy in creativity because um, for lots of girls who are going down a very academic pathway, they need to have those the other sides, those other outlets. And even though those other outlets are also disciplines in themselves, they, they are also a, a place where they can express joy and love and passion and excitement and creativity. And so to, to start that little fire with a kindling there and watch it grow and keep it, keep it burning all the way through um, is I think is really important when we create the when we look to create the whole girl that that holistic education of of making sure that they um, they have those different aspects to their learning and different aspects aspects to the life and different ways that they can express themselves as well. And I would hope in the um, arts they would learn a, and become comfortable with the idea of mistakes. That, mm. I was just going to add to that <laughs> resilience. Yeah, and just trying really, it all. Yeah. experiencing sometimes failure but having a skill set to actually be able to overcome that and use it yeah. it's using it to get them to the next thing so so modeling that kind of mindset and you know having them actually experience something that may be a challenge and it may be quite difficult but then having that sort of approach to say well this is actually a bit exciting because I've got an opportunity here to learn and get better and get better and, and not being afraid to try, I think that's one of my favourite things about teaching in the early years is no matter what you throw at them, they're happy to have a go and, and have a try and they're not afraid to do things on their own and they're not, they're not afraid to sing and they're not afraid to sing by themselves and they're, they're not afraid to try anything. So um, you can give, keep giving them, feeding them, feeding them, feeding them. Um, so to be able to, to show them that that attitude and that resilience is a really valuable skill and to keep, to keep it all the way through their education. Yeah. We have these little whoopsie moments. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, how did that one happen? <laughs> and how we go, what are we going to do about it? And we don't, we're not going to get upset about it. We're just going to kind of give it a squish here and a push there. And we have a little clay hospital that runs the whole time that we have clay <laughs> happening. And, you know, each time there's a different stage of clay can teach us a different way of managing the mistakes and the accidents that happen along the way. And it's a constant learning to be comfortable with making mistakes which is great because you just can't afford to get too upset about a small clay accident. What is a rewarding part of your role? I think for me like the the reward as seeing the journey and seeing the process so for me in the classroom end product isn't as important as that process along the way but what I love the most is when a pre-primary girl makes that next jump into sort of their next level of knowing and skill set and then being able to share that with the families and hearing the stories from the parents from home saying, oh, my gosh, yes, same at home. They just want to read everything and they can't stop writing. And, you know, all of a sudden the the expression of what the girls know isn't just something that you're seeing day to day because it's really a part of their life and I think that that is a really big reward and that yeah hearing that back from the families and just having that sort of shared goal as that 
process of learning, that's a big reward, I think, for me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Girls on Fire, the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes to come.